Hello, this is Baffling Cyclops, and I'm David. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I wanted to talk to you today about dollar stores. Yay, I can't wait. Because I found an article that broke down the economics of dollar stores. Okay, tell me more. So there are more dollar stores in the United States than CVS, Walgreens, Walmarts, and Targets combined. I'm not surprised. Yeah, 34,000. Okay. A new dollar store opens up every six hours. Uh, that sounds crazy. <laughs> On average. I don't think literally every six hours. Even during the pandemic? Wow. It's crazy. And part of the reason for Wait, that... These are all kinds of dollar stores, like rogue dollar stores, right? Yes, although okay. most of the dollar stores are um, the same two. Hold on, let me Like see. Dollar General and Dollar yeah. Tree? Which are the same store. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they just have different names across in different parts of the United States. Who, Who knew? knew? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, oh, actually, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, and Family Dollar. Family Dollar is owned by Dollar Tree. So Dollar General is a different okay. store. But okay. Family Dollar, which is the other one. And those three stores make up 70% of the market well, I, for dollar stores. That makes, that makes sense, but I know they're also like rogue dollar stores. Like It's like the dollar sign and then... Pennies, dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is because you and I used to like to go, when we lived in Columbus, to Odd Lots. Yeah, it was Odd Lots, and then I think it has another name, too. Big Lots. Big Lots and Odd Lots. Yeah. Oh, my God. I found the best Dr. Scholl's, like, shoes there yeah. that I could resell now, today, for probably at least 100 bucks on Poshmark. And you got them for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and I Store. wore them and then I like donated them. My, my favorite thing I remember buying from um, Odd Lots in the mid-90s was a Atari 2600 redo with cartridges. And <laughs> yes. we had fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, we just, I mean, it didn't last for very long. I think we only paid like $45 for it or at something. At the most. Crazy yeah. low yeah, amount because it had cartridges. and Yeah. And uh, we just had fun reliving my teenage yeah. years for... A couple of weeks yeah. and then dumped it, I think. Okay, so can tangent, what was that one game with JJ on Atari? That wasn't Atari, that was your Sega Genesis. What do you know the one with JJ? No. Okay, so I'm this is a call out to all our listeners, all 14 of them. JJ from was it Genesis? I think it was a Sega Genesis. You and your um boyfriend before me had well yeah and my best friend joe yeah we used to play jj okay so continue <laughs> well there are 94 billion dollars industry in the united states i'm not surprised because they like they are the only stores in way underserved communities right and uh that's part of what i wanted to talk about today but one of the other things i wanted to tell you before we even got to that is guess how much profit they make on a dollar mm. what's their margin oh my god well 80 percent, 30 percent, which is great that's yeah, a great for that, margin. yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. 
And so, of so course... So they make 30 cents on every dollar they sell. Yeah. And one of the things that they do, of course, is buy the odd lots. Like, that's why I bring up the odd lots, is they bring it up. But they also just negotiate down prices on brand names by having them put them in the smaller containers. Oh. Also, probably stuff that's close to expiring. Do yep. they have any bought for stuff? Do they manufacture at all? Well, they do only in the sense that they make the, like, roll-on deodorant people make a dollar version of their product. Okay. And the article kind of had a breakdown of that in that it's way more expensive to buy it at the dollar store than it is to buy an actual tube of antiperspirant. Because their breakdown Per, is, like, ounce or volume yeah. by weight or whatever it is. So the Scott toilet paper, for example... At Dollar Tree is $2.05 for 100 square feet. Uh-huh. If you buy it at Costco, it's $1.87. Okay, so Costco doesn't sell Scott, but I have to say, you know how poor we were yeah. when we grew up. We, like, we had Scott toilet tissue, and my mom would buy one single roll and this is a house full of women. Like, we had so many girls in that house, and there were, like, periods happening and pooping happening and just everything in a teeny little bitty duplex that was, like, maybe, what, 800 square feet? All of us. And we were just, like, we would just... That that Scott toilet paper, it was a bigger roll, but it was so scratchy. And it was... I think it was, like, the cheapest you could get back then. Yeah, and part of the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I knew you would identify with this. Yeah, I do. And the other reason is um, it. I just started subscribed to this uh, newsletter called The Hustle, which is where I got this article from. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy who founded Dollar Tree... Sounds a little sketchy, as pretty much anyone. Because yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. this is basically, to me, these dollar stores, after reading this article, are on the level of like a payday loan type Yeah, company. because nobody else will go into so many of these neighborhoods because they're afraid or they there's right. no money there or whatever. So they're in low-income neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, the core it's demographic kind of, of the dollar stores. It's kind of the customer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Are lower income families who are less than $40,000 a year. They're living paycheck to paycheck and they can't afford to buy in larger, cheaper quantities. I I can't agree more. And $40,000 a year seems high because if you're talking about Appalachia and like parts of Ohio and parts of even like California, that's like that would be a millionaire forty thousand a yeah. year. It's like eighteen thousand a year. <laughs> well, and listen to this: seventy-five percent of Dollar General stores serve areas with a population of twenty thousand or less. Appalachia. So they're small yeah. towns. They have a dollar store, mm-hmm. um, and as you were alluding to earlier, they're strategically placed in food deserts where grocery store options are miles yeah. away. I think my sister Carrie, who lives in um, the rural outback, I think she calls it like outback. In, in I, the outback of Wisconsin? Yeah. Um, but I think her 
closest store that she likes to go to is a Dollar General. Well, that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. And their population is very small there. Well, the even the to start one up is cheaper. So it costs about $250,000 to start a 10,000 square foot Dollar Tree store or yeah. dollar store. Are and they franchised? Yes, oh. I believe so. And the 180,000 square foot Walmart Supercenter cost $15 million yeah. to start. Yeah. So the, even the dollar outlay just to start it up is so much yeah. lower. And your dollar general and dollar stores, they only require eight full-time employees per store. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Which is way lower than some of those bigger stores yeah. too. So you can a lot less. So you can yeah. start one for way less money and hire less people than you would need to char- to start a larger store. Yeah. But I thought that was really fantastic really fascinating. The average customer spends $16 per trip mm-hmm. to the store which But is, they go more often. Which for everything that costs a dollar, yeah. that means they're buying 16 things. And they usually yeah. go for one to two items per trip. So they're leaving. And they come home with more. With more. Yeah. So I thought that was really fascinating. That makes me think we need to open up like some kind of like Frankenstein store down like in Bend, Oregon, where people have a lot of money, but there's not a lot of like resources there and if you could like open up a place that's like you said eight thousand square feet ten thousand square feet ten thousand square feet and you have like the dollar general like model but you also have like high-end stuff that people want like fresh produce or more expensive cuts of meat or whatever you could make a killing you could it's it's just i i thought that was a really fascinating window into that kind of retail and so my question to you is do you think it's convenient for people to have a store where no one else is willing to open a store or do you think they're taking advantage of people who don't have a store near them i think it's both you think it's a mix yeah so you think it's good for the people that live there to have a store? Absolutely. Like you like a lot of people in poor communities, they don't have like a car or like a motorcycle or a bike or like a bus line. So you have like to have a store there is like great. Yeah, and it reminded me um, we used to in our neighborhood have a store called Red Apple. Mhm which was the low-end grocery store. Yeah. And then Safeway, then QFC, um, then all the rest, which is basically Whole Foods, Metro Market, PCC. So, but Red Apple was kind of the low-end one, and it got closed down in our neighborhood and is being replaced with an Amazon Go grocery store, which is kind of the opposite. It's complete opposite. It's like they sell a dollar's worth of stuff for $8 at the Amazon Go yeah. store. But you don't have to pay. You just walk out with it. <laughs> I think that people were walking out with stuff at the Red Apple, too. I, I did that. think I that's think true. That's part of the reason why the Red Apple closed. It's also like it's maybe not as bad of a neighborhood, but there are still like gun 
kill, people being killed with guns there. Yeah. In that, like, on that corner. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting concept, though. And I know you've been on both sides of the equation. Like, yeah. worked in retail and had to depend on those kind of one-off yeah. stores. So I was like, I thought yeah. you would have a really interesting perspective yeah. on... Well, Joseph's was in Toledo when I grew mm-hmm. up, and it was like an independent grocery store. I think they had like two or three locations. And I have to say, no shame to my mother, no shame to her, but it, we ended up having to like pay cash for mm-hmm. our food because checks weren't working, <laughs> working anymore. Sure. And like... Bless their hearts because they they made like I think you know my mom worked really hard and she made sure we were all fed, but I also think Joseph's grocery store in Toledo, Ohio, helped, and I think they kind of cut my mom a lot of slack in getting groceries for us and our family. So I don't see Amazon doing that, and I only see like. Joseph's or like a little independent Dollar Tree that's franchised and they're just trying to make a buck, but they maybe let people slip by. Yeah. Well, I know um, our Safeway down the street from us has a shoplifting problem. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's true. Not a secret. Um, (laughs) And we have actually seen like eight cashiers and the manager of the store following people down the street trying to get them to give up the groceries that they're holding because some people have walked out with the basket or cart now the cart's locked so they don't walk out with the cart anymore but they have walked out with a full basket yeah so it's pretty dramatic but i actually think that safeway came up with an interesting solution because as we've noted (laughs) they love this solution. <laughs> so what they did is they made like a, e- a shoplifting, easy shoplifting an area. Easy shoplifting area right by the door. Kind yep. of a grab and go. Yep. Get some <laughs> literally. Um, literally, which I think people use it to grab lunch too. I do. So they make inexpensive sandwiches. Yeah, like, and potato salad. Potato and like salad. really like coleslaw. Fried chicken. Yeah. And they put it in the um, just the, Only the wings though. Yeah. <laughs> and they put it in like stream steam trays. Yeah. And they put it out there and they don't go after right by the door. Right by the door. And they don't go after anyone who just grabs yeah. that food. Yeah. They don't go after. They do still go after people that Do you remember when we food. saw the guy getting apprehended for having like was it like I don't want to exaggerate, but I think it was like eleven packages of steak down his pants. I do remember that. Did they resell that steak? I don't know. It was in his pants. It was... <laughs> some some people's meat is still valuable after it's been in their pants. I remember, though... Do you remember... Um, I think it was right when quarantine started. Somebody went into the Vietnamese market uh, near our house and grabbed crab meat. Oh, I remember that. That was like king crab. That was at the um, seafood market. Yeah. And they just grabbed bags and bags of it and walked out with it. Yeah. They got caught. That was like, that was like over a thousand dollars worth of like shop stealing. Yeah. But I I actually think the Safeway near our house has done such a good job. Brilliant. way better to shop there than it used to be when there was shouting and 
and yeah. threatening and all of that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people are hungry. I think that like this is why I'm on the fence because people are flipping hungry. People have troubles. I, I don't think stealing is the answer, but I get it. And so if somebody's somebody's gonna just like walk into the Safeway at the beginning, and drug, there's a huge issue with drug um, drug dependency in our neighborhood. So it's kind of like, okay, you just shot up with heroin and you're not sleepy? I think you would be sleepy, but okay, heroin's the wrong drug. A different drug, and you're just like hungry. I'd rather have them like just walk in the door and like take a chicken wing or a drumstick and some potato salad and skedaddle versus having like the the staff at Safeway have to like apprehend them and have a I know. That was confrontation. The, I feel bad for the staff. That was always the worst to see like yeah. a 16 to 18 year old cashier <laughs> I know. have to like run after somebody with the breaking voice, the excuse me, sir. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting idea, and I thought the... I want to open a Dollar General now. (laughs) You know I do. (laughs) I thought the economics of the Dollar General were interesting, although I think the morality of it is sketchy. Well, yeah. Well, even more so for the independent dollar stores that are in neighborhoods that even Dollar General or Dollar Tree won't go into. Yeah. And, you know, don't have the leverage that they do, so it's even even worse yeah so anyway that was my topic for the week i thought uh it was interesting awesome thank you david i learned something oh well i love you (laughs) i love you too bye Bye. don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to read our show notes sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com